there was an idea to bring together a remarkable group of Marvel Crisis Protocol players to see if they could give something more to the community. The Christmas Present Initiative. Last Christmas, we gave you the 18 days of Christmas, one for each affiliation. This year, we're doing it bigger and better. Not just every affiliation, but every leader will get their own episode. 33 leaders, one massive present to the MCP community. Hello, and welcome back to another Christmas present initiative episode. This time I have uh, Finger Guns, a.k.a. Sam. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm just cranking these out, man. I'm rolling. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, I, Jacob and I are Santa Claus. We're doing our our little sleigh rides through the community. I love it. This is great. Like I love that you guys are hitting every leader this year because we've got so many more leaders. I guess we had most of them last year still, but it's super cool. Great, well, there was approach. what there was eighteen affiliations last year, and there yeah. are thirty three leaders this year. So, perfect. It's almost X two. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost, yeah, shy. almost. Yep. So, you are here representing Inhumans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this this should, this should be good. Uh, Inhumans <laughs> are kind of a uh, they they feel like a an unexplored continent, if you will. <laughs> largely i mean they've got some plays that i feel like people are somewhat familiar with like you can still gotcha somebody pretty good with uh inhumans on deadly legacy virus but uh for the most part they uh they are an off ignored affiliation yeah i think it's a combination of uh like some of their characters feeling a little clunky or their texas cards feeling also clunky and uh, they haven't gotten any new releases in a while and they're not the most popular characters from the lore either. So it's kind Correct. of like a combination of a bunch of things. <laughs> right. So I feel like if, if you're, if you're like the guy that's like, I want to play in humans, I feel like it's one of three things that's that trigger for you. Like one, like either like absolutely hate mirror matches. So you're like, well, what can I <laughs> never see a mirror in humans is a great option for that. The, the next two options are like, you're literally into Inhumans, right? Like they've had some pretty cool comic runs over the years. Uh, I've read I think most of them and uh, like, Okay, so I guess there's only two. Like that's pretty much why. <laughs> in humans, or, or I guess like uh, you love you love dogs, so you're like, how can I run a dog in this game, and be a that's that's true. I mean, so I would like to defend the Inhumans a little bit. They are I enjoy them as characters. I think they're cool. I think they offer yeah. some cool things to the Marvel universe. Um, they have some. They have a few like like you said, one or two runs that are like Inhuman specific runs that are good. Yeah. Um, but I really love them as supporting cast characters like in Fantastic Four or something like that. I really enjoyed them as like pseudo villains, like when it's like X-Men yes. versus Inhumans and like you're supposed to like, you want to root for both sides to some extent, but then it's like, well, it's like X-Men. Like who do you choose out of X-Men and Inhumans? Like <laughs> it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or you get a situation where it's like a Fantastic Four versus like high evolutionary and the Inhumans yeah. are like upset about something that's happening. <laughs> right. So they're just like in the way now. Right. <laughs> Tertiary periphery characters. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very uh, persnickety, if you will. So they will, uh, except for Kamala. Kamala's amazing. Yeah, Kamala's uh she's not a royal family member though, so Correct. that's why. Yeah, yeah. She's she's just an inhuman. She's not an inhuman royal family member. Correct, yeah. Two different things. 
Um, that's why she's not on the card art. Yeah. <laughs> the dog is royalty. Kamala's not. <laughs> Man, I've heard some interesting things about the dog's background, and I, I am, I'm not hip enough to the Inhumans like deep lore to really know. But like, I've heard like he was like that's like his like he was a person at one point, and that was yeah, just, like, yeah. So Lockjaw was a was a human, and then oh. when he get exposed to Terrigen Mist, he just freaking popped out of the cocoon as a dog. And then, Best metamorphosis ever. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you're like, oh, I, I didn't want any responsibility in life anyway, so now people just take care of me. I'm a dog. Right. Yeah. Also, uh, I'm an interdimensional, like, <laughs> teleporting traveler, so don't worry about it. Yep. I'll be there. I'll be there if you need me. I can't <laughs> remember his name, but <laughs> there's another inhuman who's literally a gate. Like, he's a, he's a gate. Yeah, and yeah, people yeah, can yeah. walk I think his name might be gate, actually. <laughs> no, he's got, I forget his name. Uh, I, I I can see that I can see him, but uh, yeah, Eldrak. That's his Eldrak. name. There we go. Yeah, yeah. He was also a human. He was a politician, <laughs> and then he just popped out of the freaking Terrigen uh, cocoon as a as a door. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> Roll better, man. <laughs> Dude, you never know what you're gonna get when you're an inhuman. Uh, uh, brutal. And then you've got Medusa, who's fantastic. Yeah, Medusa's great. She's the best inhuman. She's the best inhuman in MCP and in the lore. Yep. I can agree with you there. All right. So MCP talk. Why should people play inhumans? What's cool about them? Well, I think that they promote sound fundamental play. If you like long-term planning, inhumans uh, can might offer you uh, some options in crisis protocol that you might not find otherwise. Because every turn is like this uh, delicate balance of who needs power and when. And uh, then you've got to keep them within a certain range of each other. So there's a lot of long-term planning that goes into a, a good Inhumans game. Which is kind of thematic, right? Like, Yeah. I mean, Black Bolt's just always plotting, right? Like, he's, he's thematic. He is. <laughs> he can't speak. Medusa talks for him, but he's usually just sitting there on his throne thinking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or decimating somebody with, with, with uh, words, but yeah. Yeah. He, he's definitely one of those, like, you know, on or off kind of characters like he's either blowing up the entire world and vaporizing everything in the path of his sound wave voice or he's just gonna sit there quietly and listen to what you had to say maybe yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah I, th- I think i agree with you there uh an extract play that's the other thing that they they kind of do pretty well they have because they've got advanced r&d like basically every turn you have a chance to advance r&d one power uh, yep. You can do things that nobody else can do on on in the game, but that tends to apply to extracts pretty well, except for research yep. station. Yeah, Black Bolt's leadership is actually like insanely good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the rest of his rules that are uh, frustrating to play around, but his leadership is fantastic. And I think if Black Bolt was like a he was a more well rounded character. Um, Inhumans would be like a metaphors for sure. Do you think that one health on his healthy side would be enough on that? Like, I feel like just like it's it's that 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 five health threshold is just so low. Like it was bad. It it it's it's rough on Steve Rogers. It's rough on original Daredevil, and then to have a, a five threat with that, even though he's got nine health on the backside. Like, sure, he's he's pretty survivable, but he can be so fragile on the front side, especially if you're dealing with something like cubes or even like the Terrigen Mists, 
or one of the other, you know, any, any sort of crisis damage just starts to chew through him really fast. Yeah, I think everyone, I think us, the community, and AMG have probably learned over time that front-loading characters' health is better. Because, um, like, MODOK is great, right? He was great for a long time. And MODOK's basically the inverse of Black Bolt. Yep. For the health. So, because uh, being on your healthy side is just better in every way. Uh, right. Because now you, uh, you, you, you count. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can score. So... <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, man, if, if I was going to like wave a magic developer wand on black bolt, I would re, I would just balance out his health to be like seven, seven or something. Okay. Um, cause he's what nine and or five and nine, which is 14. So just put that into a seven, seven and then maybe, uh, make his add attack dice to like cost two. Um, because he doesn't have any, like he has a throw on his spender, but that's all he does. Like yeah. everything else he does, he just adds or adds dice to just normal attacks or defense rolls or something. I wish his throw was automatic, like like rogues. Like if if I could only make one change, I think it would be that. I hate on damage. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm also not quite sure why he has two mystic defense. Right, because um, he's like trained. <laughs> yeah, Black Bolt is like like if if the if the Eastern Europeans can have four Mystic defense in MCP, like Black Bolt can have four Mystic defense. Yeah, I, he's not like mentally unstable at all. In no. fact, if he was, he would just kill everyone with his voice. Yeah, like one slip up and, every, and we all die. Yeah, so I'm not quite sure where AMG got the two Mystic dice from. That's weird. Well, uh, maybe more experienced Inhumans lore people can tell me why. Uh, yeah, I'd love to. I'd I'd love to know the answer to that question because it has always felt very low. Yeah, and, uh, it, I, one of the so I've 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 played Inhumans on and off pretty much since the release. Like when the Inhumans got announced, I was like, this was the first time that like I was like I was like I have no idea who these guys are. Like who? What? So like all of my Inhumans knowledge comes from like just Marvel Unlimited and just diving in when they got announced for this game because mm-hmm. I was like I want to know about these guys, and uh, I I don't I kind of fell in love. Like they're super cool. Uh, so I didn't have any of the baggage of them being like the replacement X-Men. I literally just looked at them as like, these are cool guys. Like they, they've got their own thing going on. They're you know completely removed from everything else. So I thought they were pretty cool. So I started playing them and um, they're fun. And then I put them down and then I picked them back up and then Convocation came out and I was like, oh, this is... <laughs> like the leader was just like really weak to an entire affiliation. I was like, no. Uh, yeah. Um, but he's fun. He, he's, he's very enabling. Um, managing Black Bolt's power is is kind of its own mini game because you do want him to have plenty of power when he's on his injured side, so you don't want to give away too much of it. But he, he's got a decent attack, right? Range four, energy, pierce, right? It's only five dice, but it's range four, which is a pretty decent chunk of range, and uh, it's a good attack type. His spender's cool. I just you know on damage is really tough for me to stomach. <laughs> Yeah, nothing like rolling, you know, seven to nine dice at something, not doing any damage, and not getting any benefits from it. So, it's like, ah. so a weapon of last resort, in my opinion. I tend to use his power uh, to, to fuel uh, dice, uh, like once or twice, and if it works out, then cool. And if it doesn't, then I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, sound logic for going to Vegas. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Roll them dice. Uh, uh, the now oh, the rerolls. The, the single reroll is nice. I'm basically everybody except for Ronan, who's the second best in human. Um, I'm gonna trust you on that. I mean, <laughs> I think Medusa and, and Kamala are great too. Oh, that's uh, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, maybe maybe third best. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I have a I have a soft spot for Ronan that's developed over the past six months. Um, I was I was not on the Ronan train, and then playing him into big boy models has uh, given me some some good jollies, we'll say. So uh, I think he's good. I think he's cool. I think that uh, having another displacement model in your in your Inhumans roster is actually uh, a really nice fallback point. The question you got to answer there is then like, how are you going to run him, power or not power? Are you gonna right. Try to do cheesy extract stuff with him, or are you going to use him as kind of just like a, a stable four to hurt other people's power economy. Doesn't, um, is he the only size four mover in affiliation? I, I think Black Bolt's throw. Black Bolt's throw is size three or four. I can't remember, but. Uh... I think it's a size four throw. Please be a size four throw. So I'm not like a total idiot here. Uh, it is size four. I just yes, up. Master Punch can throw size four. Okay, so you've okay. got Ronin, Tax, and and Master Punch, uh, so that's decent. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right there. I mean, in humans, it's like you got to play the extract jank or just play like sound fundamentals. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they, at least not to this point, has anybody figured out kind of alternative strategy. Their offense is like not the most consistent thing. Nope. Uh, their in-affiliation characters are not the best scenario characters. Um, they're just all kind of generalists, I find. The Quicksilver is pretty cool, um, but he's not the best. Yeah, and uh, so one of the things that I think Inhumans have is they have a wealth of like passable threes that are affiliated, right? You got Quicksilver, you got Cap- Miss Marvel, you've got Beast, you've got Crystal, you've got Lockjaw. Like all of those are like, those are all passable. Like you can see them splash sometimes. You see them in some of their other affiliated homes. You'll see you'll see those models show up. But in in humans, they they kind of feel like a hodgepodge. So I don't think you want to overload yourself on the affiliated threes. I don't think that you can really afford to bring all all four of them, especially since you start to see overlap with some of the better splash pieces, right? So like you've got Quicksilver, but you also have Black Cat, right? So you've got affiliated Quicksilver and you've got unaffiliated Black Cat. Uh, I would argue that Inhumans is one of Black Cat's best homes just because you can turn on whatever ability you need her to have like every turn. Like, does she need a steal? Done. Does she need a, a stagger? Done. Does she need to, you know, web line herself all over the table? Done. Yep. So I, I, I think she's really good in Inhumans. And at that point, it's she doesn't have some of the, the drawbacks and limitations that Quicksilver has. So the only drawback she has in Inhumans is she's not affiliated. Yeah, 100%. I mean... Um, Black Cat's really good. <laughs> There's yeah, right. breaking breaking news. <laughs> not not news in the slightest. Um, but yeah, so we've got your your affiliated characters here. I think they're all here except for Crystal. I am not running Crystal. I'm not running Beast currently, and they've they've okay, been no in beast, and out. Yeah. Like again, like I feel like the Inhumans list is a really flexible. Like fitting all ten into the roster. Like making a roster of ten gets you just have to make hard decisions. And honestly, like there isn't really a, a right decision in my opinion. I don't think that like running Quicksilver over Beast is like objectively correct. I think it's just like, well, do you want a short, small base, long mover with some 
uh, potential steal, or do you want you know yet another medium base medium move that can do something else on the team? Right. You have a lot of options within humans, and again, like like you said, like they're they're largely unexplored. So maybe I'm just wrong, and there are objectively best choices to make in Inhumans. But so far in my experience, like average performance has been average performance. It's <laughs> like pick pick who you want to be, like pick your favorite. They're a great affiliation for picking your favorite characters, and if you're looking at Inhumans, you're probably like, I like these characters, so uh, I say go that route. Have fun with it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's not said enough about MCP as a whole. I think there's definitely people, at least in our our circles, the influencer circles, if you will, downplay the aspect of the game where like, yeah, you could just kind of, there's a lot of right choices and you can kind of just pick what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's well, like, like, once you, once you get out of like the, the absolute cream of the crop, like pieces, affiliations, et cetera, like everything is really balanced across the board. Like, you know, incremental advantage, right? And the other thing about those incremental advantages is that like, you know, Quicksilver has points where he shines, outshines Beast. Beast has times when he outshines Quicksilver. And Miss Marvel's probably better than either of them. So it's like, there's, you, you got to kind of like just run down what you're trying to get your roster to accomplish for Inhumans. And uh, I, I kind of prioritized displacement. Um, Beast was a, a last minute casualty because I wanted to run some, can I borrow that? And Quicksilver. I, I've really enjoyed Quicksilver running around the board and doing crazy, like secure shenanigans where he's just, you know, he's at point A and then he's at point C and nobody saw that coming. Because <laughs> he's a little it's too fast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Quicksilver's cool. I've always felt his best uh, application was pay to flips. Yeah. Um, so he can just kind of go wherever there isn't anyone and roll three dice on it. Uh, yeah. And what's cool about him is that like you can like you can walk him close to somebody and then pass him a power to turn on his other abilities or to give him the power that he needs to, to pay to flip because he's got such great range with effectively three long moves. So you need he needs to have three power. So you know, over the course of the turn you can usually get that to him. His attacks aren't terrible. I mean if you hit the Yahtzee, like you can have a lot of fun with Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah. No, just roll well. But uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Quicksilver's cool, and he's probably not played enough. Um, I think he just has some like strict competition in the three threat slot. Um, and he's squishy. Like, yeah, so three defense reroll two is great until you like roll a, a skull or two, and you just get smashed by like, <laughs> or a, a She Hulk. Or like the last time I played Quicksilver, he just got smashed by She Hulk. Like it was, it was still a fun game, but like you know, a, a slow. Quicksilver with piles of damage and no, and uh, you know not priority. He's, he's in a sad spot. He just trying to get. Yeah, he definitely play. is like uh, he's a character that struggles to have power to do everything he wants to be doing. Because like, ideally yeah. you would like long move superpower, flip something, hit triggers, and then have power still for like can't catch me. Yep. Um, maybe you get world. that once a game. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I find that like he's usually fine if uh, he he gets flipped. Like you've usually got enough power to do something. The trouble is keeping him alive at that point. Right. That's, that's when you really start just like running laps around the table, just get as far away as you can from everything. Like I've I've had a couple of turns with Quicksilver where I literally just run him away. Like I, I don't even care. Like if you're gonna chase me, you're not gonna do anything else but chase Quicksilver. Um, I'm willing to sacrifice a three a three threat model for that from time to time if it can pull, you know, his weight at least with him. And uh, 
that frees up, you know, everybody else. And if they just leave them alone, then they're going to start focusing on, you know, some other part of the board. And then you can bring Quicksilver in behind and stand on that extract or that secure point that nobody else is paying attention to anymore. Yeah. If you have the opportunity, that's something that is, uh, it's like an MCP fundamental thing as well. Whereas like, you usually just want to sa- if you can save your own character from dying by just like removing them from the conflict, yeah, it's often better than like anything else you could be doing. I mean, otherwise, you're rolling dice and hoping that they take somebody with them, right? So, like this way, at least, like you're, you're preserving them <laughs> to maybe score points down the road. Yeah, if you have a situation where you have like a healthy character and an injured character next to each other, and like they're both in the scrum and it's your turn, oftentimes I'll just run the injured character away. Because um, yeah. if the character days, like I still have them, then I still have my injured character, and instead of like being down a character, you know. So, um, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Sweet. So we talked about Bolt. We talked about Ronin. Um, we've got Medusa here. Uh, she's my favorite inhuman. Yeah. She requires no no explanation. Like she's her her nerf was largely a lateral move, in my opinion. Like the, the flurry was was a hit, right? That's a that's a legitimate hit. But the yep. uh, the move of the uh, the push to being a wild push actually opens up just a, a different playstyle for her. You're well, no it was also play. It was before damage, and yeah. it's before damage now, right? So it's it's before damage now, and it used to be like you could you know get a double push on the flurry attack, and it got mm-hmm. it got wild. So it was definitely a nerf, but I feel like the move to a wild a wild before damage push is a good spot for her to be in still. I mean, it is a buff in the situations where you daze the character, and now mm-hmm. you can push them still. Yep. And uh, one of the, the fun interactions I've got, so I've been running this with uh, Scoundrels as one of my secures, and I like the the wild push from Kamala and Ronin and Medusa is actually way cooler when you're not trying to push through damage uh, through somebody else being in cover, because you do have good range, I think, largely with the Inhumans. you got a lot of range three, fair amount of range four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really, you don't care about the damage. You're just looking for wilds. Um... Yeah, at that point. And they've all got natural rerolls. I mean, Ronan doesn't, but the rest of them do. Um, yeah, Ronan just got a bit unlucky, I guess. I mean, <laughs> well, he's, he's, not he's like he's not an actual inhuman. He's like a <laughs> he married uh, in. <laughs> yeah, he married into the family. I mean, so did Quicksilver, and I, I don't know why Beast is there. To be honest with you, um, oh, that's that's from the uh, the X Men uh, when the Terrigen clouds uh, kill kill Scott Summers. Uh, that would explain why I haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Beast, like basically they, they find in this run, they find out that the Terrigen clouds are like killing mutants or at least like that. I knew. Like, yes. The storyline like at the front and uh, Beast is trying to work with the Inhumans to solve the problem because like they don't want to kill X-Men and he's like the only X-Men who's like not like out for blood at that point. Yeah. Beast is very diplomatic. I mean, that's why he is like a politician. At uh, one point, yeah. I think. Uh, now, honestly, Beast was in this roster for a really long time, like mostly because he's Beast, and I tend to like my Hank McCoy. So, yeah, Beast is great. Uh, he's. But we yeah. got to keep this competitive. <laughs> it's, it's so easy to get into the fluff with Inhumans because they, they they do have you know those, those connections, and it's a lot of you know enjoyable characters that are in that mix. For sure. So, uh, they don't have the most competitive roster of affiliated characters. It's pretty small. Uh, I'm hoping I have high hopes for for Karnak that he comes out and he's awesome. But fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm happens. honestly shocked that we haven't seen Karnak and Gorgon in a box together yet because they're the last two of the royal family. Right. I mean, if you don't count Maximus, but uh, I'd love to see Maximus too. 
Oh, yeah, it, it it feels like Black Order like prior to like Super Giant and Black Swan not being in the game, you know? Right. It's just it's just small and there's like pretty obvious omissions. So yeah, exactly. Crossed. So maybe I hope we see them someday. I know Shik has mentioned Karnak on stream before. I think he likes that character, so maybe maybe there's hope. All right, um, I won't hold my breath, but I will cross my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm with you there. Uh, cool. And we got uh the rest. We talked about Quicksilver. Uh, we've got Lockjaw here. Um, my experience, yep. Lockjaw is a great battery for Black Wolf's leadership. He's a great battery. Uh, I'm actually running last minute save because I think it's got some some niche applications where you've got a Black Bolt who uh, you if he's flipped and he's like in the in the thick of things. Or really, what I use it for for the most part is keep somebody who's got uh, carrying an extract alive, just to score one more round. Similar to uh, escort to safety fall back like a lot of the tactics cards i'm bringing in are to try to keep these you know not particularly survivable characters alive for you know one more activation one more turn one more round if you last minute save a character they hold on to their extract right yeah because it's replaced yeah they just don't they never died that's cool i like it um yeah lockjaw is just like he's more you know turn one jank um he can be yeah he also find a lot of people will double move or double teleport two characters with lockjaw in round one uh makes them real sad later in the game it does it's like you know do you want to front load what he's doing or do you want to you know make it last for the game i i tend to do i like to do like one teleport and then move him onto a point so like i love him on infinity mm -hmm. i like him on some of the the e's the e shapes where you can just you know get him on that back point and he, he can hang out there for a turn score you a couple points and usually what I wind up doing is, you know, as over the course of the turn, right, because you're doing so many positional things with the Inhumans where you're trying to make sure that your power passing is still online. And I wind up, you know, moving people away from Lockjaw, but then trying to get somebody back to him. Uh, I would recommend doing that, you know, over the course of turns, not necessarily on the same turn. Like, don't, don't like be like, I just got to move this guy back to Lockjaw before I activate Lockjaw is usually a recipe for disaster because believe it or not, your opponent can see that a mile away. And it can often disrupt it pretty easily. Yeah, Lockjaw, I remember when he came out, when he got spoiled, everyone was just like mortified at like <laughs> what he was going to do to the game. They were like, oh no, extract degeneracy. Him and Wong. Times man. 11. <laughs> but he's actually been pretty fine, I would say. I think largely, I mean, he he's... I mean, when, when you brought him against me playing Black Order at you know NashCon two years ago, like that was... That was such a, a cool hot fix for, for dealing with that meta at the time. And uh, I remember I had to play around your lockjaw the entire game. And it was just like, well, and then he almost won it for you in the end, too. Because it was just like, <laughs> here's this lockjaw, and he's just coming in hot. He, I think he had the core at that point in the game. And it was just like, I don't, I don't know how we do this. Yeah, I mean, I got, in that game, that squad was really good in the Black Order. Yeah. The one that I was running. Uh it was just a mishmash of stuff that Black Order hated um, <laughs> with like some great characters that to play all you've got. Um, but yeah, Lockjaw was super cool in like just saving characters that Thanos would fish out. Right. Um, or he would set up your Medusa or Domino to just like kill Corvus or something like that. Um, so like all of that is still functional. It's just not as directly applicable to a, to a Black Order matchup. But that, those are all still things that Lockjaw can do. And yeah. Now that we 100%. have so much space in in the the tactics hand, 
or you know the tactics 10 right after the the last batch of changes mm -hmm. it feels like you can you can spend a spot out of those 10 to bring like really really niche cards so that's why last minute saves in here and uh to a lesser extent why lockjaw is yeah yeah i think lockjaw has a lot of like versatility in inhumans which is why he's in the list um, it definitely helps the power economy just having that you know three power to pass around every turn it's, it's just yep. huge uh so last last inhuman here that we haven't talked about we got uh miss marvel kamala hell yeah uh, I personally feel like she's their best three threat. Yeah, no, she's in my opinion, she's definitely the best three threat that they've got in affiliation. She is so fun and so mobile, and she occasionally can just hit so hard. Like my only complaint about Miss Marvel is that her big base is like a placeholder that you get to have out for seconds of every game. <laughs> I, I'm, gonna... I'm with you, dude. I was like, man, I paint up this huge and big in form, and it's a glorified <laughs> yeah. proxy base. Like, oh, she's here. Okay. And then I'll just bring her back to where she was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the play pattern is sound, but right. like the whole, uh, like the fluff part of it and just like playing with my toys aspect is a little sad. Yeah. She definitely spends, you know, way more time <laughs> sitting on the card than she does on the table. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to get a, a big Miss Marvel on the table a little more. I was actually hoping she'd be like a triple model and we'd get like a tiny Miss Marvel too, but it's fine. Maybe they'll just release like a ancillary pack that has giant, giant man Scott Lang and tiny form Kamala Khan. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm all in for that. Yeah, well, she's she's so great, and uh, that her 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 push being a push towards is is so different than anything else that I think this team has to offer, right? So like Medusa's got the push any direction, Ronin's got push or throw away, and then she's got one to, to bring him in close, which with a range four attack uh, and you know, other range four and range three attacks on the table can be really potent if you can hit a model after they've activated. Because most pushes, right, you're, you're pushing them further away. You're making them harder for your team to get to. So there is definitely some attrition elements to Inhumans play. It's just dicey. Yeah, I mean, it's also really easy to enable Kamala in in humans. Mm -hmm. Like you could just have Blockjaw port her up and then like give her two power at some point to leadership, and then all of a sudden she's like embiggened on the midline with two actions. God, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then I actually like, really you... her and uh and Miles. So one of uh, sorry, we're bouncing all around because that's sure. how, <laughs> that's how my brain works. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, As this this is going to be a better tomorrow play, and I'm here for it. Yeah, so better tomorrow plays with Miles are super duper fun. So one of the packages that I've run with Inhumans is like a little pocket web warriors that's just Miles and Ghost Spider and uh, Black Cat because she's already in the roster. And so you just tuck those two in. Ghost, Ghost Spider helps you be more survivable. Uh, Miles enables you to uh, not have to bring Black Bolt to every game and also opens up these these super fun plays with a better tomorrow and, and Kamala because the range that you can get to with if you can do a better tomorrow on miles activation like stuff is just insane how far he can get across the table and if, if you can if you can get him in a position where you can a better tomorrow and then venom blast pick up what they drop and then web swing away <laughs> with like a move either at the beginning of that or at the end of it it's amazing how much range that that covers and uh it like Black Cat's like the most efficient steal in the game, 
but he's got uh, i would i would argue the most dynamic <laughs> with, with the combo with miss marvel and a better tomorrow so yeah fun. that's super cool i had brainstormed a better tomorrow play that has never seen the light of day um because i couldn't find an application for it but you can i believe if you better tomorrow kamala off the deployment zone on like okay. spider portal uh, and then take a move action. You can attack their home spider portal. <laughs> and then you're also in your range to interact range. Yes. To interact. So you can like better tomorrow move, punch their home portal, and then interact and then transform onto the portal. <laughs> and then in the process of that, Miles gets moved. You can, the range three whatever place he gets moved yeah. to uh, one of the side portals. You can take your pick. Holy smokes. Yeah. I'm going to, that that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something along those lines. So I haven't messed around. I forget exactly what it was, but play around with it. It's something along those lines. Yeah. No, that's super cool. That, that I, that's been one of the cards that I've been most impressed with, like messing around with that, that pocket web warriors splash in there. Uh, and then I was running the captain Marvel. I was running, so Captain Marvel's still on the list. Uh, I found that having another size four throw uh, is nice. You can just pay for it. And she's pretty easy to get all powered up with the Inhumans leadership. She's got the same poison immunity as everybody else. So you don't have to be like, oh, this, who's, who's got the poison immunity? Everybody does. That's right. Uh, and so I had their team up card in it. But what I found was that it was really hard to get Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel on the table at the points values that like made sense. So it, it's kind of a casualty. Of, of, of war at this point, but I'm, I'm going to try to work it back in because can I borrow that's a little extraneous too. So we'll see. I haven't, I don't remember what fan club does, but I remember reading it and thinking that it was pretty good. If you were able to like get them on the table where it made sense. It's, it's absolutely cute, but the, the binary form, the binary form transition is super cool because the binary form transition does, uh, she gets to embiggen and then push everybody within two of her away short. So it's like a little mini Midnight Phantasmagoria that you can pull off just by going into binary and having three power on Kamala. Pretty rad. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. And then she's Definitely got an out of activation like... throw as well. Is on that card. So. That card is out of activation, you said? Uh it, so it's it's when it's when Captain Marvel uses one of the abilities. So it's out of oh, activation. Okay, so it would be on Marvel. Carol's turn. Yeah, I yeah. got it. That makes sense. Yeah, cool. Uh, I like that. And Carol uh, like fits thematically. <laughs> she does. It's she's perfect. Like human <laughs> uh, right? She's in the the same kind of like like Ronin category of peripheral. Yeah, I mean she she's like uh, she's a Kree product, right? And yeah, the Inhumans are all they're also like adjacent to the Kree. Bingo. Uh, cool. The last character we got here that we haven't talked about is freaking Voodoo himself. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I hear, right, that if you could just make people not be able to play the game, it's kind of a big deal. And you can literally spend an entire turn moving power onto Voodoo, and then he can do whatever he wants with somebody. Or, yeah. or somebody's, for that matter. Yeah, you could just be like, and you're possessed, and you're possessed, and you're possessed. and <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> I don't run it. I thought about running Seance in here, especially after listening to Hyper Viper talk about it. But uh, I was like, man, Seance... Like, I, I don't run him enough, to be perfectly honest. He, he doesn't really see the board very often. Dude, so I, after I talked to Hyper Viper about Seance, I pulled out my dice 
And during my work day, I was sitting here rolling five dice on my desk, <laughs> seeing the value of seance. And you got to do it with it, seven so you get that full staff of leg by energy. But uh, yes, five dice. Yeah, yeah. Good. And I was like, it's not horrible. I mean, you can play it out of activation. So right. you can like play it at the beginning of the round. Yep. And then like if they attack him, you know, he gets double crit explosions and then he can go on his yeah. turn and attack with double crit explosions. And yep. that's kind of cool. Um, the, the hex is like super overpriced, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The, the Brother Daniel token onto him. And like, well, is that really the model that I want to attack this turn? Probably not. Yeah. If you're Daniel and somebody, useless. they usually get ignored. So. <laughs> right? Exactly. But it's super good on him. I have, I did a little bit of that in convocation, but uh, I wound up moving on from, from Seance because there's so many good cards to run with convocation, uh, which is not the case for humans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they suffer a little bit from being early releases. And... Right. So they've got three, three affiliated tactics. That's all I could, that's all I could think of. They got Terragenesis, yeah, Terragenesis Royal and Family, and Adelan Rising. Yes. Adelon, Ad, yeah. Adelaide. So I've been running Terra Genesis. Um, it, it's like the card that's like probably the closest to getting cut. But I, I, the, I use Terra Genesis in one situation when I leave that extract carrier holding a civilian extract on one. So it's super niche, right? But you're like, well, what if we just take one more shot in the dark and see what happens? And if you can do it, it's, it's a four victory point swing, if you think about it. Maybe even more if you're on a, a senator or a scroll. So that's that's a pretty big swing because you're taking the points away from them, adding two of your own, and then carrying, presumably, holding that extract into scoring. Yeah, so I think there's a couple things to realize with Terra Genesis. It, in a vacuum, the card is really good. The problem right. sure. is that it was made <laughs> in a game that had Panic Grips in it. Uh -huh. Yep, 100%. And uh, that doesn't exist anymore. And it does not. AMG has uh, just decided that they're just not going to make Christ anymore. So that's not helping uh, the case for Terra Genesis. But if AMG ever decides to change their mind and there's more civilians crises that make sense in the game, then I think Terra Genesis is a good card. Uh, I don't know if I can take it so far as to say that it's a really good card or anything, but I have found that it has applications. And I've, I have been kind of terrible at playing my tactics cards for my entire crisis protocol career i almost always in the game with two or three just sitting there because uh i try to I, I take kind of super niche cards and i also if that situation doesn't arrive it just doesn't get played so i'm kind of you know playing down tactics cards pretty often and uh so running terra genesis for me is like all right if i wind up in this situation and the stars align like, let's do this <laughs> roll better <laughs> i mean i i don't see it as that much different than like well-laid plans for example um, no, so, I, so like in, in a world about, where the crisis right. selection is like more forgivable, I think it's about as good as well like plants. That's fair. I mean, it's it's definitely a, a narrower application uh, than well like plants. I feel like with Terra Genesis, it's almost better on the scroll and the senator than it is on like spider infected. Whereas with well like plants on spider infected, you're like, how many of those you got? All right, let's do this. With this one, it's like, how much health do you have left? One? Great. <laughs> yeah, an extract drop on uh, a spider infected is a lot less impactful than on a scroll or a senator. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, but it's, honestly, it's it's got some kind of anti-synergy running Black Cat and Voodoo 
in there. It, it's more like it's just yet another option because mm -hmm. I have found playing in humans that you almost want to be like NASA in a lot of situations. You have to have those like triple redundancies because you really <laughs> only have like like one approach to the game. And for in humans, it's like you just have to own the extract game. Like that is that's where you're going to score your points. It's not that you can't score secures. It's that you don't really have the the tools that some of the better secure scoring affiliations have. You like you can pass power around, but you don't generate extra power. You've got some decent stats for like pay to flips and things like that, but you you don't have you know great mobility. So it's there's a lot of like give and take with the Inhumans. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So we got we also have Inhuman Royal Family here. Is your last affiliated card uh that, now if i'm not mistaken that's the card that gives you rerolls. yeah pay two power okay. and so only inhumans can play it <laughs> yes so <laughs> it gets a little sad but uh it's offense or defense and it's like basically you get reroll any on one roll this turn yeah um, so it's this round i think it's a decent card um I mean, especially since AMG has like removed a lot of the offensive cards, I think it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, if you were able to like boost a Black Bolt attack and you get full rerolls on it, like it's probably worth a card. Yes, and that, that's he's the uh, the number one user. I'd say like an injured Black Bolt really loves being able to play Inhuman Royal Family because you got that big old Whisper Beam that you're trying to line up. And is Royal Family on the action or just the attack? It is only on the attack, so you're not getting it on the whole beam. Okay, right. It's it's basically on one roll you yep. get re-roll any. But if you're rolling, you know, nine dice at something and it has to die, like the more re-rolls you can stack onto that, the better you off you feel <laughs> actually rolling those dice. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've played recalibration matrix on offense quite a bit. Yep, so yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, it's good. I, know. I like its defensive uses are actual are really where it winds up going right because i can't it's like the the zemo syndrome where you, you pay for master swordsman and then you roll like natty six dice and you're like oh well okay well i guess i don't need all these rerolls anymore. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but on defense it's it's like well if you don't use it on offense and you're in the thick of it you have you know one get out of jail free card this turn you've just got to scold the dice by playing the card you're like if you don't behave, I'm just going to re-roll everything. So you might as well behave. And then they behave. And then you're like, fine, I'll use it <laughs> <Yeah>. on defense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this one, this one's even more so like that, right? Because with a recal, you're, you're like, oh, it's in the moment. You're like, okay, let's, let's try again. This is like, I think I might need some insurance. I'd like to buy some insurance, please. Um, yeah. It's like inspiring monologue that way. Yep. So you, you got to play it on, uh, on your turn, right? Active, but you don't have to play it on a specific character's activation, which mm -hmm. is nice. We talked about last minute save, and then uh, your restricted cards are sacrifice and brace. Uh, I think brace is probably a no brainer. Um, yeah, sacrifice is just a it's it's black bolt. It's you know yeah. Medusa is great, but she's still a little bit on the fragile side. I mean, six health, three defense, one reroll, sure, but there are times that that's just not enough. So sometimes when when she's got you know the senator or she's incinerated or something like that, you just need lockjaw to take that hit for her. That's a, another great use for support pieces. <laughs> yes. <Punched. laughs> you take this hit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you got eyes on the prize here, which I think uh, is been a staple for them for a long time. Um, the Ronin in particular can yep. any any medium based medium mover or a long mover can feed power to them, and they can steal the midline with this card. 
Yeah. So one thing about Ronan, right? As much as my, my love affair with Ronan is <laughs> continuing still, um, he is one of the characters that I look at Supreme Strange. Um, if you're willing to drop Black Cat or you don't want to run Black Cat, uh, you can actually swap Ronan out for Source Supreme Strange and get um, a debatably better piece with the, the same uh, assets that you need for the Eyes on the Prize play on Legacy Virus specifically. And uh, you just have to be really careful with your affiliation because you basically have to drop Black Cat or Toad from that squad. Like Ronan being affiliated lets you run Black Cat and Toad for a really ridiculous 19 virus team. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember. Like uh, Supreme Strange might be actually like the better piece to have in there in general, but Black Bolt's a five threat leader. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like the only scenario you'd be bringing <laughs> Supreme, and that's like the opportunity cost is probably yeah. too high. Exactly. Um, we talked about can I borrow that? That's the Quicksilver's card. You have a lot of uh, vir virus and hammers are here. It's, it's, you can steal those. Yep. Um, and we have mission objective and fallback, which I think are pretty straightforward. Mission objective makes a lot of sense for virus. Yep. Um, and fallback's just a generically good card, which there aren't a lot of those these days. Especially nope. when your primary plan is to like dominate extracts, fallback is quite good for that. Yes. And it couples really well with mission objective in that same that yep. same vein. Yeah, you can chain them together. Yeah, just get out of here and hand that thing off to some, you know, halfway across the board that they didn't expect. Well, yeah, exactly. Move, but... <laughs> a short uh, move and range two can feel like halfway across the board when that was you're out. <laughs> oh, it gets real fun when you lifesaver into fallback into mission objective. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> escort to safety is actually the next card. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <whatever>. yep. <laughs> C -c -c Combo. Yeah, uh, that's a good time. Your opponent's like, wait a minute, what just happened? Yep. <laughs> uh, I've swapped out Marvel. I've swapped out Voodoo for Fury at various times, running Inhumans over the, okay. the past six months. I think that uh, Fury opens up some interesting, some, some more interesting extract plays. He's a, Voodoo's more of like a fallback point on the extract game, where with Fury, you're trying to get like ahead faster to right. a large extent. Uh, they both work. They both were pretty good. If you bring Fury, you can also bring uh, a single-use uh, Eye in the Sky, which is kind of fun to run Escort and Eye in the Sky. And uh, if you decide to go with the Web Warriors package, you can throw throw Gwyn in there too. So you kind of it can be very difficult to pin down. <laughs> yes. If you yeah. I mean, I think single-use Eye in the Sky is still a great card. Right. Escort to Safety is a good card, and I would argue that. Eye in the Sky is a little bit better than Escort to Safety. Like you, you have to play it from Fury, which you know makes it a little more narrow in application, right? Because you got to have power on Fury instead of anybody. Mm -hmm. But uh, the advance, as opposed to a push, is massive. Yeah, and it's global, right? Like you don't yeah. have to. Yep. There's no range. There's no yep. range. There's no getting backstopped. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, nope. He's just. What if he just got behind this building and you couldn't shoot him anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gone. Uh. Cool. And that rounds out the tactics. Um, Secures, we've you, we've talked about scoundrels a bit. You said uh, fishing for wild triggers can move people off points. Um, yep. Infinity they, is they, they well. all like the cover. That's fair. Yeah, you're not the most durable team. I mean, <laughs> but you have a lot of you have a good amount of guns, so the cover is probably like a neither of us are going to do damage situation. Like the the best case scenario is when like you're basically like both standing on that point. Right, and you're trying to get someone off a point that you're standing on, and you know you're doing that like toe to toe, where you know they came in to steal the point from you, or you came in to steal the point from them, 
after the other model had activated it's on that point and then you're able to if you can push them off right so like you're going to push them off they're not going to have cover and then they're going to either give you cover or they have to you know that uh, the, the old effective stagger play where they have to walk back onto the point and then just get one shot at you yeah yeah exactly um and we've got Terrigen here, which I think is a no-brainer. Like your entire list is immune to poison. Uh, yeah, and they definitely you, you want to be able to put as many bodies on the table as you can, and you got a five threat leader. And you got yeah, so I was gonna I was gonna mention that you have all your a lot of your crises are high threat. And, yeah, uh, twenty lets you put five bad. models on the table. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> freaking black bolt. Yeah, <laughs> um, we got Infinity, which you mentioned that a little bit with Lockjaw. Uh, you can like move them up and park them there. Feels pretty yeah. good. Black Bolt, like, able... sitting on an Infinity Formula. Yeah, it's good. And because you you have more control over that power, right? So you can just have, you know, any of your characters standing on that point, and then you can get the extra power onto somebody else if, you know, by maneuvering and massaging yeah. the situation to create it. Yeah, I dig it. Uh, and then we've got Spider Infected, which I'm going to assume is for Terragenesis. <laughs> spider infected is because you've got quite a few different options right so you've got you've got ronin uh maybe this is a little bit of a holdover from when i had beast in the roster because that was another like medium based medium move where you, you pass them a power you can eyes on the prize grab the middle and, and just come back um yeah and my initial thought is that it seems a little anti-synergistic with a lot of things you have going on like spider infected in particular that's fair. It's a fair critique. It's also just in there because big models really don't want to pick up spider infected. And sure. uh, uh, the Inhumans have... I can steal from a big model, but I don't really want to go toe-to-toe with a big model. And so if I can do things to push them out of position, um, I'm pretty comfortable on spider infected for, for what that's worth. I do agree that it's maybe not the best, but I mean we are living in... Uh, oh yeah, extract. A crisis is where, very where we're just like, like it's it's the uh, the least bad choices most of the time. <laughs> yeah, hundred um, percent. I've run but, cubes in here and I didn't like it. I've run scroll in here and it was okay. Uh, it, debatably better synergy with Terragenesis on the scroll because it's a it's a bigger swing. It's only one target. So I I don't love Spider Infected, but it feels kind of like one of those those less bad choices than some of the other ones. Yeah, I feel you there. I I mean I do. I think Senator would be awesome, but the 14 threat seems hairy. The 14 hurts. You're, yeah. you're, you're so limited at 14. You're either going like three wide or you're you're leaving pieces that you run at every other point value above 15. You have to leave those behind. And they're really, in my opinion, the, the backbone of the inhuman strategy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I get it. Yeah. Extracts, it's just, you can't really judge people on what extracts they're running. It's, <laughs> it's very desperate. <laughs> Um, and then legacy, you know, it's probably their best extract. You know, we talked about the eyes yeah. on the prize, Ronin and black cat can steal things. The mission objective. It's, it's quite good. It feels good. And hammers is another one. That's kind of like a uh, less bad, but you've got Quicksilver, you've got toad, you've got, you know, your advanced R and D leadership. So you have a lot of options for, for hammers for like, uh, one of my, one of my favorite hammers tactics is to take a toad and pass him power and grab my home hammer and then whichever side I don't want them to have. And then hopefully you're kind of dictating where the course of the game goes, because then if they don't take the other side's hammer, you're basically going up three, one and nobody right. likes that feeling. 
No, I love that. I love being on the side that's up 3-1, but I hate when the game is dictated to me. So I backed away from that strategy for a little while, but then I started doing it again, and it's still really effective. You just force the gameplay to go along a line of play that you've decided it's going to go on. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like being proactive, right? It's yeah. Very important. Uh, also, I mean, everyone likes to meme about uh, characters. Every character likes having a hammer, or this character's better with a hammer. And I mean, oh, yeah. same holds true for Black Bolt. Captain yeah. Marvel's great with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Black Bolt's only rolling five dice. You might as well skip another one. So. Yep, exactly. Yeah, Medusa loves a hammer. I mean, yep. I think everybody on this roster loves a hammer. So Toad and Quicksilver, like maybe not quite as much, but everybody loves a hammer. Yeah, I don't or think Lockjaw cares hammer. that much either, but yes. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Lockjaw uh, likes to get mission objective a hammer. <laughs> yeah, and then he just goes and bites somebody. Suck it. Yep. Uh, yep, yep. One thing I will say is, I uh, have you considered no matter the cost for Black Bolt, uh, you can use it on his healthy side to like get him to flip sooner. <laughs> I have. I used so before one of the times that I played in humans was before the All You've Got ban, and I definitely went like the full self destructive Black Bolt with that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And All You've Got, like it was like I have found that people usually don't want to flip Black Bolt. Black Bolt only gets flipped when it's super inopportune for me, right? Like he's standing on a security, he, he's standing on their home gamma holding the senator right and it's like okay like black bolt's gonna get flipped this turn because they're not yeah. gonna give me those five points and like those are the only times that black bolt really gets hit and so i decided i was like well what if i just flip my own black bolt and you can't do anything about it so i i've definitely done that and i think that it lost some steam when it lost uh, all you've got and now that we've got you know no med pack med pack was another thing that kind of let you pull back from that strategy if you were in it. So I, I've done it. I haven't done it since the changes. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try that next week. I'll drop Terra Genesis or kind of borrow that and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just a bunch of cards here, right? That are just kind of like, eh, that's what I feel like playing. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> nice. Um, so I guess like we kind of talked about like the general play pattern. I mean, are there any like, tips you could give to people thinking about picking up inhumans that maybe like shorten the learning curve because this is a pretty intensive faction i think to get started with it is i think like number one you should have a plan for your power usage right like you need to like <laughs> if you're like a financial planner this might be a great affiliation for you because <laughs> you really need to like decide what your retirement plan is early on and then basically make that happen by moving your power around so there are immediate uses of moving power there are also you know two and even three turn out ideas for for how to get the correct amount of power on one of these characters to do something impressive now more often than not that's just like moving power onto medusa so she can rearrange your board and maybe throw somebody away get herself in a good position to just you know turn it around so she winds up soaking up a lot of the power uh black cat is another huge user of, of the, the power passing mechanic because you can literally turn on whatever ability of hers you need pretty easily and uh, i think that that goes a really long way on a piece that's already really really good so I, I think that understanding how each of your pieces can best use their power is very important for picking up in humans and i think that you know i've got this list of characters that we've talked about i think that there's you know plenty of other characters you can you know swap in and out like i mentioned voodoo and fury uh, the web warriors package almost all of almost every character in the game can use extra power like pretty efficiently 
Like you've got throws you can turn on, you've got uh, you know additional actions through like charge and, and things like that. Like I've run in humans with like Killmonger and Zemo in it. <laughs> like you can do some right. really fun stuff with Lockjaw teleporting, you know, Killmonger and Zemo around the board and then passing power to them to charge and just, you know, watch the the range and the action economy just, you know, unfold. Like you can do there's lots of different approaches with this. I think that the best use for anyone who wants to pick up in humans and play them is to just understand how the models that you're bringing to the table can use the power that you're going to give them and to have a plan for how you're going to do that both turn after turn and throughout the game. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, they definitely reward thinking ahead. You're like, all right, I need to like have power here for later and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like um, I, I've had turns with, with, various inhuman pieces where you know we we all know about like the uh the, the move up throw somebody and move back on your point kind of a, a strategy like i've had turns with inhumans where i've literally moved a model up past a power and then walked right back to where i was because that was all i needed that model to do i need them to score these points and i needed one extra power on this guy to do that thing next yeah fundamentals man there it is <laughs> there it is you know what you want to do like what's, what's your what's your out how are you going to win this game you know it's it's this is not a a speed faction outside of the the deadly legacy virus play where you're going to pass the power to ronin play eyes on the prize and then go up and grab two cures like just right off the bat right that that really puts you in a great position uh, for the, the rest of the game, you're kind of dictating that because now if they don't go and take the the third legacy virus, uh, then you're going to grab it. And if they do, you've got options to go and just take it back from them. And then you've got Toad waiting in the wings to, you know, facilitate the transfers, <laughs> however that needs to happen. So they've, they've got like that one big gimmicky play that will catch players by surprise if they've never seen it before. And if they have seen it before, they may not know how to solve it. And if they do know how to solve it, then you probably have an uphill battle and you're going to have to play some honest MCP, which Inhumans may not be the best at. They play a very fair game. So if you're not playing a, <laughs> you're playing into somebody who uh, has the tools to play a less fair game of MCP, then you're, you're not, you got a little bit of an uphill battle. And that's why I think you do need to look at some of the out of affiliation tools like Voodoo uh, and, and Black Hat to, to kind of even out, even out the, the fairness of this affiliation. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I echo that sentiment. Um, cool. Uh, right. I think that probably wraps us up on our Inhumans talk. Last thing I'd like to ask you, who's your most wanted character for MCP that's not in the game yet? Oh, that's a really tough question. I know One you got a bunch I, of them. I do. One of the things I always tell my boys when we talk about like our favorites of anything, it's like, look, man, it's just your favorite right now. You don't have to like <laughs> the rest of your life. Like, it's like, what's your favorite ice cream right now? It's not like I love chocolate forever. You only get chocolate from now. It's like, I like chocolate today. So I would say today to keep this on point, I would love to see Karnak. And I actually have been really excited for him to come out. I did an episode with uh, with Lexa a while back. And I told her, I was like, well, who do you want to see? It's like, Karnak. So I'm all in for Karnak. Hell yeah, I'd love to see Karnak. Do you want him and with his uh, with his big head? Or would you rather him with the hood? <laughs> I want options. <laughs> <laughs> the big head is so silly, but it is like a little bit more iconic. Like hoodie Karnak is a badass. So I, I think that if I was given the option between like the ridiculous like mega brain hat and the hood, I'd definitely pick the hood. That's fair. The ho hooded Karnak is on the card art for Royal Family. So there is yep. that precedent. <sighs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, no, that's a, that's a solid pick. And honestly, a healthy mindset for a lot of things you could apply in life. Like, what's your, how are you feeling right now? Right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to commit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This isn't college. <laughs> yeah. This is not your career. It's yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a milkshake. Like, what do you need? Yeah, man? exactly. Uh, and then last thing, do you, any, anything you want to shout out? I know you got something. Oh, well, you know, uh, we do a, a podcast called the, the Rogue Agents uh, with uh, Dizzard, who was on the Danger Room for forever. So you, you've probably heard his voice a few times. I've never heard of Dizzard. <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Dizzard's great. We get a Hyper Viper on as often as we can. Uh, we've been we've all been really busy for this like past month. Like I was traveling, and uh, so we've been a little inconsistent in our output. Also, turns out that we run a live show for what that's worth. So we we do our live shows. Currently, we're doing it on Sunday nights. Uh, which has been a mixed bag because it's a it's a weekend night, so uh, everybody's been a little bit busier. But uh, we love to have you come hang out with us. We got a Twitch stream that we throw on about eight thirty Eastern time, uh, Eastern US for what that's worth on Sunday nights, and we do it as often as we can, which is normally about every week. Uh, but we're about to go into the holidays and like Christmas and New Year's both fall on Sunday nights, so this could get a little dicey. But uh, we'll be back in the new year for for darn sure. Just. Just roll better a year, <laughs> yeah. putting freaking putting the holidays on Sunday. Who low does roll. that? Come yeah. on. <laughs> oh, man. Especially after like 2020 and 2021, like the holidays fell so perfectly. And then it was like, yeah, but we, we can't actually like go out and do anything. Oh, dude, 2020 was queued matter. up to be just like full all gas, no brakes. And you then we the got chosen COVID. one. <laughs> Dude, like I remember 20, 2020, Halloween was on a Saturday and it had a full moon. I know. It was perfect. And then Come it was on. ruined by COVID. Yep. Unlucky. <laughs> Dankest timeline. Yeah. It's unfortunate. We live in a world where Cyclops is unplayable in MCP and COVID ruined 2020. <laughs> oh, man. I am just going to send you Black Bolt, just vaporizing Cyclops memes from now on. That's, send them to AMG. Send him to Schick. I have no power. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, good man. times. All right, Sam. Thanks for coming on. This was super fun. Uh, Happy to. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right, listeners. Uh, catch you in the next one. All right. Keep up the good work, guys. Yeah.